Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of the week. We hope everybody had a great weekend, and we hope that you are in the mood for strange things and news, because that's what we do at the top of the week. We explore strange news. Today, we're going to see uh, some news that might strike people as sad. I think it's a good thing. Uh, We're going to see a, a brief car chase that might surprise you. Uh, we're also <laughs> going to uh, we're also going to, I think, enter into a discussion that initially feels good, but might have some long range consequences. It's about the power of private tech companies. But I was thinking, Ben, ben one, quickly yeah. before you jump in, uh, yeah. I think we need to make a new kids show. We'll call it Blues News. It'll feature some kind of blue little character, maybe a cat this time, mm-hmm. that we explore uh, news that gives us the blues together. We're there gonna we need go. to vet that with legal, though. We don't want to uh, risk mm-hmm. copyright and infringement. Um, what about a what about a, 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 too close. a blue gnu? Right? Isn't that? I'm just thinking in terms of rhymes here. <laughs> Do you remember that uh, that cartoon from the like I think 70s, the Herculoids? Wait, no, never mind. The, 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 it's not the Herculoids. It was a weird offshoot, like alternate reality version of the Flintstones, where there was a character called the Shmoo. Do you guys remember the Shmoo? No. He was a blobby ghost-looking guy. He inexplicably existed in the Flintstones universe, and he was like just shmooing around, and they call him the Shmoo. You know what? Blue knew. Is GNU? It's like the street name for the wildebeest. But I don't oh, know no how way. good they would be at finding clues. A cat might be better, just because they're more okay. 
They seem like they have higher Dex- dexterity dexterous. levels. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we begin, tell us what you think about that animal idea. What would be what kind of animals should we go with for our children's show? And don't think we're joking about children's content, folks. Can't spoil it too much, but we get in weird situations. I was thinking we could start today's show and start off this week with a surprise announcement to one of our longtime conspiracy realists, Phil G. Phil, happy birthday. If you're hearing Mm -hmm. this the day it comes out, it's your birthday. And it turns out that your wife, Amanda, is top-notch, a real keeper. Amanda wrote to us and said it would be a cool present for you to get a shout-out on air and even a happy birthday. Now, legally, we can't sing the song. It's one of the most, like, dangerous songs to sing on air on the planet. Didn't that one one go back into public uh, use? I thought thought something happened with that. I don't remember. I know there was a... The urban legend that Michael Jackson owned it or that Paul, he bought it from Paul McCartney or something. I just for some reason remember seeing a thing that it was like back in the the uh, the fair to use zone. But I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, know, I wonder. I wonder. Let's see. Uh, Quickly while you're t- doing that, Phil, I just want you to I want you to know that we're aware that your birthday was on Sunday. OK, so it's yes. cool. We get that. Uh, we just wanted mm-hmm. to wish you a happy birthday today because it's the closest we'd be able to wish you a happy birthday. Exactly. Well, Phil sounds like a great guy. Him and Amanda both. I don't think I don't think you all send us an angry letter about timing. We're doing our best, just like everybody <laughs> else here in 2022. <laughs> but happy birthday to you, Phil. Happy birthday, indeed. And apparently uh, we're safe to sing it, though we don't have to do that. Because in 2015, the uh, the copyright claim was declared invalid. Uh, Warner Chapel Music had claimed it previously, Ooh. and they were ordered to pay back $14 million in licensing fees. Wow. So think, we're in yeah, the clear. I think we're both looking at the same BBC article, the common song you can't sing in public, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so Phil, uh, here's to you, man. Happy New Year. I am relatively militant about the celebration of birthdays. I think they're the only real New Year a person gets. Every other New Year is, just my opinion here, um, kind of an arbitrary thing based on the calendar. But except for birthdays, that one's yours. Take it, roll with it, have an amazing day. Uh, in the meantime, No matter what happens uh, on Phil's birthday week, he is going to be having a better week than Alex Jones. Uh, Alex (laughs) Jones, you'll remember, is a longtime host of right-wing conspiracy theory thing called (laughs) InfoWars. And uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Alex Jones and uh, our show have never spoken Uh, We don't agree on a lot of things, but he has done a lot in terms of giving us uh, a great opportunity to do impressions, uh, which are sometimes similar to the Nixon impression. Here's what's going on. I'm Alex Jones and to hear more. (laughs) There we go. Yes. Uh, So Alex Jones is the creator and point man for an outfit called InfoWars. Back in the day, InfoWars and Above Top Secret were two great websites to find alternative viewpoints and to find weird out there fringe news or conspiracy stuff. Over time, uh, they both got increasingly politicized and kind of weaponized, and they began focusing more and more on the realm of U.S. politics. And this was um, a conscious decision on the parts of those forums. Uh, they also became a little more antagonistic toward what we call the mainstream media. And this started to reach ahead in the case of Sandy Hook. For anybody who is unaware, the Sandy Hook shooting was a horrific event in 2012, December 14, 2012. There was a shooting uh, by a 20-year-old named Adam Lanza, It resulted in the deaths of 28 people, and Sandy Hook was an elementary school. It also just got in the crosshairs of people who believed that the whole thing was made up. So they were going to parents whose children had literally died at a school, and they were accusing them of being part of some grand conspiracy that we looked at back in the day, uh, and there, there just wasn't much support for the idea. It really 
seemed like people were forcing a narrative on on this tragedy, and it was a narrative that had no no foundation, no supporting evidence. Uh, and you can imagine this is traumatic beyond words for the survivors. Wait, so you can't just say anything uh, about anybody at any time? Well, well he, here's the the thing. It, but didn't didn't those lawyers like literally say he's an entertainer? He's not to be taken seriously. I think that was in a, a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was in a different case too, with his like kids or something. Uh, please right. continue. That's when he got high off chili. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, just, just quickly, in the case of Sandy Hook, there was real singling out of individuals yes. who right. were victims, like uh, families, in in this case, and that's why it's really messed up when you compare it to other instances of a conspiracy where you know it's a more of a general statement about government agents did this or you know mm-hmm. it, crisis actors in general right but there were specific there were specific allegations against people and it was it's yeah bad. and and here's what's happening so freedom of speech is different from something called defamation he was in court for defamation and this lawsuit has been going back and forth originally he offered to pay 120 grand per plaintiff uh, in this group lawsuit by relatives of the shooting victims who said he was defaming them by saying this massacre never actually happened. They rejected the money. A Connecticut judge found him liable for damages in that case. And it goes into what you were mentioning, Matt, not just harassment, but death threats from Jones's followers. Well, Infowars may not be around much longer, at least not in the, its present form, because the news just broke, uh, just broke yesterday or today as we record on April 18th, 2022, when taxes are due. And uh, <laughs> Infowars has filed for bankruptcy. They have filed for bankruptcy and in court records, they call themselves a conspiracy-oriented website and media company. Uh, they said they have 50 grand or less in assets, U.S. dollars, and somewhere between $1 million to $10 million worth of liabilities. Uh, there were also two other holding companies that are pleading this Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The filing with Infowars said there's a, quote, substantial likelihood that once damages are determined in the Texas case, there I should mention there are multiple court cases in play now, uh, that they will not have the money to pay the Connecticut plaintiffs because they'll just they'll be straight up out of cash. And right now it's unclear what the bankruptcy, what, what the permanent effect of it will be on InfoWars. You can read a ton about this. It made the New York Times, it made NPR, it made Wall Street Journal. Uh, but right now, everybody is trying to figure out what exactly is going to happen here. And there are people who are saying, look, this guy is exercising free speech. He's exercising his opinion. But if you can make the case that there is defamation or you can make the case that someone is encouraging violence against other people, that's that's a very different thing. Like in this country, it's legal to go out and espouse crazy, crazy views. Like it's legal to go out on your favorite street in anywhere USA and say whatever ridiculous stuff you want in general, like if you go out and you say, it is my opinion that the Welsh are the supreme version of human beings and everybody else is terrible, well, you'll be wrong first because uh, there's not really any basis to any kind of supremacist argument. But then also what you're doing is legal. And if you make a protest that is like for Welsh supremacy, I'm just Picking Welsh people here. I've never run into these views. But if you make if you make a protest for that, the, or a rally or whatever, then all you have to have is the right permits to do so. You know, because then it's just like a, a public safety thing. But the conversation changes if you say, "I like encourage violence against all people who are not Welsh," right? Or you say we're going to take Wales back by attacking Buckingham Palace or something, then that's closer to a terroristic threat, right? And this is what this is what people are 
arguing about right now. I wanted to look deeper into this, guys. So I went to InfoWars, which is still up. And I just want to read this headline to you because I thought you'd like to hear this. Did Alex Jones slash InfoWars declare bankruptcy? Tune in to learn the capital letters truth. They didn't write out capital letters. It's just, you know, we're an audio podcast. So putting that in there. Um, their idea is that they're, this is a takedown because somebody is speaking truth to the power of the globalist agenda uh, and they're defending the First <laughs> Amendment. So Sorry, what do you guys think to, of that? Yeah. yeah the chuckle there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's all theater. I mean, you, you know, you mentioned uh, Above Top Secret. Isn't that the name? The other site? Mm-hmm. And uh, Infowars sort of following a similar trajectory. I wonder uh, if that if they're sort of following the Fox News model where they realize they can sell a lot of like, um, you know, advertising uh, and Mm -hmm. make money if they rile people up and become more of like a sort of rabble rouser and sort of create contentious debates and um, stir misinformation as opposed to disinformation. Well, whatever. Anyway, but do you think that has mm-hmm. to do with it? Like they realized it was a moneymaker to go that route absolutely. or do you think it was something? Yeah. Okay. I absolutely think so. It's a, it's a profit driven enterprise, not in it just for funsies. For sure. With above top secret though, I remember we, we talked with some of those guys uh, a while ago and it seemed, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't get that sense at the time, at least, but I haven't been back, honestly, and this is just full disclosure, I haven't been back to above top secret in a good while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you go there now, it's still online and it isn't near as politically focused. I think what happened in a lot of cases, especially as we get closer to the recent presidential elections, because above top secret is like a, a community forum wherein anybody can post something, uh, it's easy for foreign agents of disinformation to start poisoning the well, start tilting the conversation. This is happening every day on uh, Twitter. This is happening every day on Reddit. If if you go to a place with a community conversation ability, like the capability to host community conversations, you're going to see people trying to tilt a narrative and they're going to do it in a dishonest way. And they are also for profit. They're also paid by, you know, Russia via proxies, China via proxies, probably the U.S. via proxies. Let's be honest. Everybody's into it. It just works super well. Um, but if you go to Above Top Secret right now, you'll see posts that say uh, things like Easter is a pagan holiday. Whoever celebrates Easter is pagan and not Christian. That's, a, that's one of the hey, golden we did a video on hits. That. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, and it's prove me wrong. <laughs> right. Prove me wrong. Then uh, there's a lot of you know anti-Ukraine stuff there. Um, they are heavily politicized, uh, saying things like, "Oh, let me just pick one here." There are some things that are interesting, like complex life may have started on Earth much earlier than we thought. But then there are other things like uh, President Biden sees or senses people who are not in our dimension. That's based on the recent gaffe he had where he finished the speech. He's like, I'm going to stand up to do this. So he finishes this speech. And at the end of it, he turns around to like shake someone's hand. But there's no one there. And so he improvs. He just turns and points to the people like, ha ha, I gotcha. That really happened. <laughs> that guy's in charge of nuclear weapons. Uh, but uh, uh, but anyway, that's like, that's a gaffe anybody can have. We know that if you're a public figure or if you're in the realm of divisive things like politics, the quote unquote other side of your opponents are definitely going to latch on to anything you do and try to read the tea leaves of it, right? Like when um, former President Donald Trump would trip on things, people made this huge deal about how the guy was scared of stairs <laughs> or, you know, it just goes on. There's stuff for Hillary Clinton when she was running for president. Well, speculation about her health as well. Like, I mean, right. like it was all used uh, to mm-hmm. malign her, especially, I mean, it was particularly with her. It was like very kind of sexist rhetoric around well, it as well. Yeah, it gets so silly. I mean, consider also speculation about health was treated with the same level of importance as uh, back during the administration of former President Barack Obama. 
people would say, what kind of elitist orders this mustard? He's too good for America. Why is he wearing a suit that color? Communists, (laughs) stuff like that. But um, so anyhow, wanted to give you this update here. Right now, there are still some things that have to be cleared up, but this may be the end of InfoWars. We want to know whether you think that's a rightful consequence of their actions, uh, whether that is instead, as some people are alleging, whether that is part of an orchestrated conspiracy to take down people speaking truth to power. Ben, was there ever a point where he could have walked it back, uh, but instead he doubled multiple, down? Multiple yeah. points. I thought, I thought yes. so. I, th- I kind of thought so. Yeah, this was not his, this was not his first uh, rodeo in this conversation. But we're going to pause for a word from our sponsors. Can't wait to hear your views. Uh, conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Uh, 1-833-STUFF-THEY-DON'T-WANT-YOU-TO-KNOW. We'll be right back with more Strange News. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. And we're back. And Ben, you beautifully teased this story as a somewhat short and underwhelming car chase. Um, and, and, and that that is accurate. In San Francisco, uh, SFPD pulled over a car for a routine traffic stop. It was nighttime. Uh, this car did not have its headlights on, which we know is a no-no. And uh, police in San Francisco stopped the car. And it happened to be an autonomous car operated by a company called Cruise. And the car is a General Motors designed uh, driverless car. And in this incredible video, it was posted on April 1st, which I think maybe some people might have thought that the Mm -hmm. audio was doctored or something because of the the date, you know, April Fool's. But you see the you see the car getting pulled over and then you hear like just off in the side, like from the peanut gallery, like ain't nobody in it. This is crazy. This is crazy. We're living in the future. Uh, 
The funniest part, though, is to get back to the underwhelming car chase is the car pulled over, you know, as expected um, for the, the flashing blue lights and all that stuff. And then once the officer approached the vehicle uh, and, you know, realized there was nobody in the car, the car like took off. <laughs> Which is the funniest part. Trevor Noah did a bit on this and he was like, that car took off like it had weed on it or something like that. But to be fair, it's San Francisco. So that probably would have been okay. Um, it's like, be cool, man. Be cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, then it pulled over again and, um, that's mainly the, the story. Uh, there is a response from cruise personnel saying uh, that our AV yielded to the police vehicle, then pulled over to the nearest safe location. Um, an officer contacted cruise personnel and no citation was issued. Okay. But I think that the thing that I'm most interested in, in this story is obviously it's a, it's a silly, goofy story, but who gets the citation, even if it was issued, like, they say that the lights were, in fact, off, uh, and that was due to human error. But, like, which human? Like, is, when they say human error, they, they didn't go into detail. Does this mean someone back in mission control, like, didn't turn the lights on? You, you'd think even cars that you drive, like modern cars, they usually have sensors on them that turn the lights on automatically at night. You'd think a, a driverless car would at the very least have that. So, like, what human error? And, and who gets the ticket? And I know we've talked about this before in terms of like, you know, if a driverless car were to kill or injure somebody, that liability would be on the corporation, I guess. Or would it? I don't quite even remember how far down that rabbit hole we went. But mm -hmm. with corporations being, you know, for all, I guess, at least for political purposes, being treated as, as humans, like wh what is the implication for this? And the bigger picture, um, I think one takeaway for me is this technology is still hilariously not ready for, you know, mass rollout because this is, mm -hmm. you know, San Francisco is ground zero for this kind of stuff. Um, so they try things out there. Um, but what's next? And, and, and how many more embarrassing autonomous vehicle stories are we going to see? Over the, over the next oh, handful of years. We're going to see a lot. <laughs> Basically, short answer. I mean, it's mm -hmm. something I know that back in when the first at-fault autonomous car accident happened, it was a Google car. It was a Google prototype. And they ended up taking responsibility for this. It was a Lexus RX, and it struck a public transit bus, but it was only going like two miles an hour. and there was there was human error involved, but there was also software error involved because it was experimental. But that was one of the first real world events that prompts the conversation. It's still like going on now. The legislation, like I always say, is going to take a while to catch up to the technology. In this case, maybe it would be the um, the people who own that car that tried to go on the lamb briefly, or the people who programmed it if it's if it's owned by a company it's going to be the company right unless there is like a rogue human driver at the wheel it's it's tough because that that car doesn't have a customer yet right this is an experimental car that's correct yeah there's another company called waymo that has also gotten sort of like a trial permission to deploy autonomous cars uh but they have a thing where like it, it's basically like a novelty at this point where it's like ooh, i want to get a lift in a driverless car uh, and in order to participate drivers have to apply in advance to be on a wait list and then also sign non-disclosure agreements in order to get early access and you got to imagine too that if you're doing that through an app I mean, i'm sure there's um what's the word i'm looking for uh, waiver type situations, even when you're getting in Lyft, like you can't necessarily sue Lyft if you get into an accident. I don't know what I don't read the fine print on all that, but well, um, hey, whoa, whoa. yeah, I, guys, don't you think there's going to be at some point a terms of service agreement that you have to sign in order to get a driver's license as there's more and more automated vehicles on Technology. the road? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, good point. Just, just even just by participating, just by driving around, you're like in the mix. Yes. With, yeah. Mm -hmm. By choosing to drive, to actively drive a vehicle, you are like removing certain rights to sue certain companies or whatever, because their system mm -hmm. is 
fine. You yeah. may make the human error. <laughs> Driving's not a right. It's a privilege. That's right. And then we, we've talked on uh, Ridiculous History about the history of the pedestrian and the term jaywalker. And jaywalker was a term of abuse that was applied to pedestrians at a time where the, the, the almighty automobile was really just coming into its prominence. And the infrastructure was all designed around roadways for cars with much less focus on pedestrians. So there was this, almost this like active campaign to like malign pedestrians and the term jaywalker was thrown around that way. I wonder, I mean, obviously, ideally, all cars would be driverless or, you know, on a track or something. It would, you know, big picture if it was done correctly, take forever, of course, it would, you know, uh, theoretically reduce uh, traffic deaths. But what about the last holdout? It's like, nah, man, I still want to drive my own car. Are human operated cars going to at some point become illegal or uh, well, require some massive high level of insurance that'll that'll price people out? Gattaca style. Yeah, yeah. I bring up the jaywalking thing. Uh, there's a great car stuff episode we did about it a few years back, but I bring it up because it's one, it's very effective propaganda. If you're a fan of this show, you'll be a fan of that story. Uh, second it is illustrative of how these nationwide conversations end up happening. Usually the consumer is vastly outmatched in this. For the easy answer about who gets the ticket, this is, like, this is the very dumb answer, okay? In theory, because driverless cars are designed to, one, never go over the speed limit, two, only be where they're supposed to be, and three, follow all traffic laws, your easiest, dumbest first answer is that driverless cars will never get tickets while they're driving themselves. Obviously, that's not correct because they got a lot <laughs> of bugs to work out. But I think right now the legal consensus is if the owner or the driver of the car is involved in some traffic incident that results in a ticket and it's due to the software, if you can prove it was due to the software, then the manufacturer is at fault, not, not the meat bag behind the wheel. Got it. And this system, you know, back to what I was driving at earlier, would obviously be more efficient, the fewer. Yeah, uh, I got it too. Sorry, what happened? Driving at. You were driving at this the thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It was a play on words, even if you didn't mean it. Ah, yes. <laughs> Accidental pun. Um, but, you know, I, I, what I was getting at <laughs> earlier uh, was the idea that this system would obviously function at the most, at the highest level and the most predictable level if it was like 100% automated cars and the, mm, the more yes. variables that are introduced by you know human driven cars are going to throw all those calculations and systems and sensors into a less ideal kind of scenario yeah hmm. that's i mean i agree i i've brought this up like in the past too the the issue is the infrastructure if every car is autonomous or every vehicle is autonomous then barring some kind of uh coronal mass ejection event or a widespread hack, then everything will be hunky-dory. And that would be a beautiful world for a lot of people to live in, even though it would probably mean the end of an ownership society or further erosion of it. Uh, the danger is, yeah, the danger is clear. It's going to be that transition period. And there's going to be a, you know, I, I was thinking, of, I never said this on air, but there were, there is the possibility that there will be pockets wherein autonomous vehicles are not allowed and those will increasingly be known as almost like green zones where humans can still drive like secret or um, secure military installations might be part of that uh, there might be some old uh, relics populations of human driven cars in uh, in towns that have decided to ban things i mean that's a possibility there's a town in michigan that bans that still has banned cars i believe it is there all kinds of ways these things will play out. And of course, there's the looming possibility of large-scale cataclysmic war that will, <laughs> will make autonomous vehicles a way lower priority. I uh, hope that doesn't happen, but I, I agree. I would like to think that we're, we're on the same page with a lot, of, a lot of the big thinkers in the automotive space now, which is that ultimately, Despite whatever incidents might occur, ultimately, you can make a really solid argument that streets are safer with autonomous vehicles. But the big problem is, this is what keeps me from going all aboard with it. Um, what if those 
What if those cars all come with, you know, kill switches that can be activated by authorities? Of course, they're all going to be tracked. They'll essentially have to with a large scale system. And then what if that authority becomes an oppressive, you know, big brother regime? What if what if we get an autonomous car system in the U.S. or in a, maybe a European country? Since it's so much smaller, it'd probably be easier to do there. And then they they get a uh, dictator in power and someone who breaks whatever democratic system they have. And now it's impossible to protest. It might even become impossible to leave. I mean, that sounds really paranoid because it kind of is, but that doesn't make it something we shouldn't think about. That's that's what freaks well, me good, out about it. It's, it's a good point. I mean, because like, you know, infrastructure like roads and street signs and traffic lights and all that is owned essentially and operated by the government. Uh, and if that started to get more and more high tech, um, I would imagine they would also own that too and operate that too. And if a bad actor were in place, not to mention things like hackers and all that, like you said, then they could just co-op the whole system and, and make it, you know, to whatever ideological kind of direction they wanted it to go in. Mm-hmm. Back anyway, to lots to unpack. Wait, wait, wait. No, you guys, uh, we have to talk about something really fast before we jump away from here in this segment. Have you all ever had a vehicle that has, when when you look at your lights, switches off, auto, on? Is that familiar to you guys? That's what I've had. That's what I had in my old That's what I was saying. Like, I mean, most of the newer cars are like that. Either they have like some kind of sensor, uh, which would be auto, I imagine. Um, Off. Why does off even need to exist in that situation? Is that what you're wondering? Do you guys (laughs) trust your vehicle enough to leave it on auto at all times? Just hoping that everything works out and your battery never dies because your lights stayed on for one reason or another. I'd probably be more worried about the battery. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, Matt. That's a good point. Me neither. Don't trust (laughs) people, cars, news, or wildebeest. Don't trust them. But yeah, no, that's a good question. We're we're seeing cars slowly become. Yeah, cars are slowly becoming autonomous. You know, like cars that can park themselves, uh, not just parallel park, but like drop you off. At the mall, if you're one of the people who still goes to the mall and they can find a parking Damn. spot, cruise control is an early uh, autonomous quality. If you think about it, it's on the way. Speed now, two. I see, I see what you're getting at, though. The human error that the company copped to could have been anything from like, like could have been just a design flaw by human oh, error. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the human that designed the thing screwed up and did a bad job or it was installed incorrectly or something. And it's been yeah. corrected. But I just that's you, you kind of answered my question as to like what who the human in that scenario might have been. Yeah, when when Anders last was working on the vehicle, he just he turned the lights to off instead of auto. You know, common problem. Ah, there you go. So not a design thing necessarily, literally like someone that was, you know, cleaning it out. And, and I don't know. No, I don't no, know. no, I'm with you. There's a, there's a couple options. But anyway, this is interesting stuff. And it's, it's funny how a simple little silly story like this can easily uh, <laughs> fill up a good bit of conversation. Uh, but it's something that's going to keep generating conversation for a long time to come as we watch this kind of fumbling process unfold. Uh, but let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with one more piece of strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back. Uh, you guys, I was thinking about buying Twitter. You guys want to go in on, on that with me? Yeah, I got well, five on it. I'm saving up for a derivative, Bill. but but I support you. <laughs> Uh, like so you are matt matt let me ask you so twitter has always struggled to turn a profit why are you why do you want to buy it uh well you know it's mostly because i've got several billion just lying around uh Mm -hmm. a lot of crypto i'm trying to find a way to offload some of that and also just you know people are kind of mean to me on there so i was gonna say you don't like (laughs) the way they edit your tweets huh (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh just joking just joking uh and uh that's it for elon musk jokes for the day let's jump to this next story which i have to say is somewhat confirmed uh ben you were able to confirm this through via someone who sent some messages to you do you want to shout that person out just before you even get oh, into it yeah 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 let's do a couple a uh, couple quick shout outs most particularly right now to dan c or dan underscore setup over on twitter uh dan thanks so much uh he's a regular commentator uh on my on my twitter and on conspiracy stuff and he hipped me to this story and then you know we kind of group minded the three of us because this is this is um mm, okay at first it's really good being positive okay, all right. really good <laughs> all right it seems good i think but there's some implications it's all about the implications, implications. for me uh mm-hmm. Here's here's the story that's coming to us from the Moscow Times. It was posted today as we record April 18th, a Monday, or at least it was updated last at that time. Title is Google Maps removes blurring for Russia's military sites. And I'm just going to read some of this to you and just uh, paraphrase a bit of it. Uh, several Russian strategic facilities were visible to users today on Google Maps, uh, revealing the details of Russia's military infrastructure. There are several searches you can make on Google Maps right now to find images of, quote, military bases, intercontinental ballistic missile launch pads, naval facilities, and key command posts all across Russia. Some of the newly available images, still quoting Moscow Times here, include an aircraft carrier, a nuclear weapons store near Murmansk, submarines uh, in Kamchata, and a military airbase in the western city of Kursk. And that right there, just that alone, knowing that this is happening and it's existing, is kind of terrifying to me in a lot of ways. Also, neat, neato, uh, <laughs> but also why? Why? I mean, I mean, if if it's true, and they did that, the implication w- would be that it would be to like help Ukraine in the war effort. Well, but okay, we're gonna get into the bigger thing here because you don't have to necessarily use Google Maps satellite imagery to help Ukraine, right? Well, of course, mm-hmm. there are they, military are, satellites yeah, that are right. probably no, better. <laughs> but so, like, 
it's what it seems like to I me. Think of. Well, I know I hear you, but what I think what I think is you by using Google, you're kind of skirting around having another country helping you out or NATO helping you out as Ukraine. Ding, ding, ding. You've got a private company yeah. within the United States, but they're a private company. We're not associated with the U.S. military. Oh, sure. Alphabet except is. when I we mean, are. Except yeah. they really are. Except like started by. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's uh, like saying the man with the iron fist was not associated with Quentin Tarantino. Like, he put his name on it, but he, he probably did other stuff. Anyway, whatever. That's not the best analogy. <laughs> he was just hear. around, you know? He was just on set a, a little bit. Not, it wasn't, like, him all. Yeah. But the, uh, the thing is, like, the thing here is that, <sighs> Matt, I'm so, I'm so glad that you're interested in this story as well. Because, yeah, you have to question the source. There's clearly a bit of political calculus at play by being able to say, hey, we, various countries, NATO, U.S., et cetera, just as you said, aren't explicitly helping. So we're not turning up the boil on the pot of nuclear war or the potential for it. But also, um, I don't think, uh, doesn't this give a lot of power to private look. tech companies? I'm just saying, well, like yeah. we're getting closer well, to but, cyberpunk and Shadowrun every but yes, has, every day. Are they supposed to know where these sites are anyway? If they're like, well, they just know by observing? And, uh, yeah. Well, again, this is why it feels like military is involved in some way. Or, well, there's there are two things here. This is kind of complicated. They've got satellites. Google has satellites that they take images of the Earth all the day, all the day. <laughs> all, the all the day, every day, day. <laughs> all the live <laughs> long day, just going to spin around, taking pictures of the earth and everything that is on the earth can be seen, right? What happens is a country, a um, corporation, usually a government will communicate with Alphabet or Google, whoever it is, the folks yeah. who are running it and will say, hey, there is a there are some coordinates that we need you to blur out. Because Ooh. it's a matter of national security for us in X country. I've got a couple examples here. You guys can pull them up if you want to. You can actually see them on Google Maps. It may be hard as we're running our recording, streaming recording, because it messes with bandwidth. Uh, Google Maps does that, by the way, if you didn't know that. Uh, but no. there are a couple I pulled up where mm. you can look at a place in Greece that's right. I think it's in Athens. It's a military base. And it is fully blurred out. A huge swath of land Ooh. that you can tell there are buildings there and roads, but you can't tell what anything is. It's fully blurred out. It's like um, built of there's airbrush. Another, yeah. Yes, exactly. There's another one that's in France that is another military base, completely blurred out. Huge. It's like it looks like a city, like almost, I don't know, a good portion of a city that is fully blurred out. It's intense stuff. But then Ooh. if you look at the tweet that was sent out by Ukrainian armed forces or armed forces Ukraine, you can see some of the actual images. You can find that right now if you search for it. You can just take a look at the satellite imagery. There are clear pictures of submarines that mm -hmm. should probably not be seen. Uh, pictures of, again, military bases in Russia that probably should not be seen. Um, yeah. at least by regular old folks. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this because there are also things that show uh, an army in not battle-ready shape, honestly, like cannibalizing stuff for parts, just trying to, trying to keep the larger engine of a military running. So if any, if at the very least, it's kind of effective propaganda, right? But sure. there's, there's not a real... I would say there's not any real actionable value that's given to Ukraine from doing this because they would have already had access to military satellite intelligence. Um, but there is there is one fun thing this is related to that I want to remind you of at the end of this. Isn't it also public knowledge or agreed upon that we are helping them with intel to some degree? Or is that still up in the air as to whether that's true or not? Mm, I don't know the answer to that today on April 18th. I don't know officially if NATO or the United States is helping with military intelligence. Um, well, they're definitely helping with hardware and logistics. So intelligence would go 
kind of hand in hand with that. The big red lines are things like sending in NATO troops to fight or sending in U.S. troops to fight. But giving them toys is... Um, well, is but toys and intelligence are, feel like, very different things to me. They, like, they, they uh, are. Giving them, giving them arms versus, like, tracking enemy troop movements, you know, that feels, like, very different. I, I honestly don't know if, if the United States or any allies are doing that. I just don't know. There was some high level, high ranking official, maybe retired that came out and said that we're almost definitely doing that. Um, and now I'm having a hard time finding it, but I swear I heard it was, it, it was probably someone who has now been like relegated to like a, you know, high value talking head, but, but someone well, did come out and say, I think that we're doing that most likely. Well, earlier uh, in February, Google, Google shut down some of the location tracking services within Ukraine and some of the, the areas of conflict there on purpose in order to try and prevent people from tracking civilian movements uh, and like where civilians were hiding and going. I know the Wall Street Journal said about five days ago that the uh, the Biden administration just said they're expanding the intelligence the U.S. is giving. And I know back in March, NATO said they're stepping up intelligence uh, sharing specifically on cyber attacks. So it might be an mm. uneven application of stuff because, you know, still, even when countries have common enemies, they don't have, they're not friends. They're just, they're coworkers for a second. And they're, they're not going to automatically give up everything they have because that will bite them in the ass sure. later. Well, and there's always obviously a line that we're not willing to cross publicly anyway uh, in order to maintain some semblance of like, yeah, we're not like all in, but we're definitely helping. They're not hiding that. And the rhetoric sure is heated, you know, with uh, Biden calling um, uh, Putin a war criminal and a butcher and all that stuff. So it's certainly there's no mincing words, but there there must be a line. Once you cross, then you are now in the same line of fire as uh, as the country that's being attacked. Mm -hmm. And those mm -hmm. lines shift sometimes uh, yeah. in, in Russia and the U.S., to be fair, have both done that in the past. They've changed what counts as a red line uh, in you know one direction or another. I do. I, oh, I do want to say, though, just as a quick tangent, this reminds me of something uh, while we're talking about satellite blurring. You know, you, if you're listening now as a private citizen, you don't have to be a military. You don't have to be a government or a state level actor to ask Google to blur some stuff for you. You could get them to blur your house on Google Street View. And I think you should. Unless you ever want to sell it, which you shouldn't, <laughs> which you shouldn't <laughs> blur it because Zillow and all these other places link directly to a Street View on, uh, often. Mm -hmm. Ben, I want to take it back to actionable intelligence. Mm -hmm. What good, seriously, does a Google Maps satellite view do for any anybody when it comes to intelligence? Let's say you're looking at a satellite image on Google Maps of, of nuclear submarines or nuclear-capable submarines docked somewhere in Russia or let's say even off the, the coast of the Crimean Peninsula. You're looking at those on Google Maps. What does that do for you? Those submarines could be docked there still. By the time that image is updated and you get a new satellite image of that area, those submarines could very well be gone and probably would be gone. There may be a hangar that has a lot of airplanes or something that are, you know, parked there temporarily. But are they going to be there the next time that satellite updates or by the time you reach that area? Uh, I don't know. Possibly. It feels like um, almost like... Uh, boast or a PR push or just like, Hey, yeah, we, we see your subs. We know your subs are there and we're going to show everybody mm -hmm. like as in, I don't know, some kind of play that just, that isn't actually military. It's more hearts and minds kind of thing. Yeah. That's why, that's why, again, I think the primary, the most apparent push here is propaganda because you nailed it. The subs, a good sub is not stationary, right? Uh, and so there's also, but there's there's also, you know, the issue of the time interval on the observation here. So Google is going to have a delay, at least for what the public can see. But the most valuable satellite data lets you factor that into upcoming attacks or operations. So if you if you hear claims about some, you know, kick ass new kind of jet fighter and then you're able to 
have other, it's all about jigsaw puzzling up different pieces of intelligence, right? So you got signals intelligence telling you one thing, is it confirmed by human intelligence or NASA on the ground? And then mm. can you look at this like real time picture of a hangar, which the US can do, by the way, and a lot, and NATO can as well. Uh, and can you see that real time picture and then have that moment where you go, ah, well, <laughs> gee willikers, uh, these guys might attack us with some new super plane but it looks like they got two of them that can actually fly or something like that, for example. And then you could allocate your resources to a more worthwhile endeavor. I mean, that's that's the goal. But with this, you know, we don't know how old the Google Street View stuff is or Google Maps, excuse me. Uh, we again. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm on the same page. Uh, that's why I want to kick it off. Like it's I think it's propaganda. I mean, it sure feels like none of us were able to confirm any examples of it actually. No, happened, no, we right? were. Uh, the person oh, we, we shouted were. out in the beginning, you can actually, I mean, I can give you the, I don't know how to read it, Ben. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were saying degrees, that was in, 46. I thought that was in, wasn't that a reference to another type of installation that was blurred, but we weren't able to confirm the Russian stuff? Those were I'm examples sorry. of that, but the person okay. we shouted out in the beginning sent us some actual coordinates on Google that seemed to show specific locations where where uh stuff russian stuff is going down that we're not supposed to see <laughs> right got it uh yeah so you can you can head over on twitter and check that stuff out uh but just realize that by the time this comes out uh those if the russian forces don't want you to see a particular thing then like matt said they're just going to move their stuff if they know <laughs> what they're doing Except some of these are installations that would be pretty difficult to move because they are, you know, built sure. into the ground. Uh, <laughs> I'm specifically thinking about some of their missiles that are in uh, silos and stuff. Well, that's a weird one, guys. Google is always going to exist, I think, at this point. I'm not sure how that thing isn't too big to fail. Uh, so Google will always be watching everybody, uh, including you right now. Because mm-hmm. you're holding a phone, or it's in your pocket. They're watching your pants. Mm-hmm. It's there's very little light in there, but they it's can so see. Yeah. Is that a euphemism? I like. <laughs> well, how long? How long before a private tech company gets openly involved in a hot conflict? How far away are we? Do you think it's an in our mm. lifetime thing? And who watches the pants watchers? You know, that's what I want to know. It'll be a meta war. And it will take place within the metaverse, and it will oh, be God. an uprising that occurs against meta. <sighs> oh, can we have <laughs> sick robot avatars with like grabby claw hands and like laser cannons? It'll be just, it'll be a lot like ooh. Ready Player One, I think. Just cool. Just, cool. cool. So tired. The metaverse. Ah, all right. Well, I'm going to stick with Elden Ring for now. I got some new spells. Yes. As long as I don't have to play that online. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, this is. This is crazy stuff. Everything we've talked about is leading to bigger situations. You know, uh, we want to hear from you folks uh, because at least like every story we talked about here is either at the beginning or still unfinished. They haven't been resolved. We can't wait to hear your take. You are the most important part of this show. Uh, We can't wait to hear from you. We try to be easy to find online. Not just there, but we have like so many ways you can talk to us. Yeah, uh, not all the ways, but a good many of them. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube under the handle Conspiracy Stuff on Instagram or Conspiracy Stuff Show. But wait, there's more. Yes. Call our number 1-833-STDWYTK. You will hear Ben's voice, then a beep. Then you've got three minutes. In the beginning, please give yourself a cool nickname. Let us know if we can use your voice and message on the air. And then say whatever. Give us comments on this episode. Tell us an episode you want us to cover. Anything. Just tell us about a weird thing we need to search. Maybe not on Google. Probably on something else. But we'll search for it. We don't care. Whatever. Our bosses know that we have weird search. (laughs) stuff on our computers. Uh, If you don't want to use your phone to talk to us instead, why not send us an email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com.
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 